This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1222, How to Avoid Average IELTS Reading Scores. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. You will be shocked to hear the average IELTS reading scores for students last year. Today, we share strategies for the most difficult question types so you can beat the average. Aubrey, we get to talk about one of our favorite subjects today. Yes, reading. I love episodes about reading. I love reading books. I love reading everything. And so, yeah, this is really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Oh, I have been reading um, the best comic book series lately, and it's also a Netflix show. But before I tell you that, guys, um, I want to remind you that Allers English just launched a new business English podcast. Uh, So improve your listening, improve your English for not just professional purposes, but academic purposes like IELTS. And check out that podcast, guys, wherever you're listening to us. Just search All Ears English in the search bar and the Business English podcast will pop up. Uh, Okay, I'm so so glad that you reminded them. I love when you like break out into songs, (laughs) little bits here and there. (laughs) It's so random. There's no rhyme or reason to most of what I do in life. But um, I do love comic books. And I just started reading I'm on the third book of the lock and key series. And I started watching it on Netflix and didn't like it like a long time ago. But the comic book series is so good. And the author is not usually a comic book author. He writes novels. So it's like this whole extra sort of meaty build out of story and characters. And guys, I cannot recommend the series more. Ooh, I've heard the TV show is really good, though. Are you going to give it a second Mm. try? Are you like, nope, I just like the book? No. Interesting. Even like Sweet Tooth. I read the comics and I started watching the show and I know the show was good, but I just I've already experienced this story in a different way. I'm that way sometimes <laughs> with books. I'm like, I have yeah. no desire to watch the show because I've already seen it and I'm just going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Inevitably. Um, Aubrey, what is the best book you've read lately? I just finished a book called Dark Matter. It's a few years old, so I found it at the library. There's also a TV show about this one. and It was a very cool sci-fi book. I highly recommend it. We read it on the way to San Diego. I read it out loud. Like I'm the cool. live podcast in action, That's reading awesome. a book out loud to my family. Uh-huh. It was That's really so fun. fun. What a great idea. Yeah. I love reading out loud. <laughs> um, so guys, uh, yesterday we told you some shockingly low scores that students get on listening. Um, and today we're talking about reading. Okay, so we're going to cover all this information we found on IELTS.org. It's public valid statistics about IELTS candidates from 2021. So yesterday, guys, if you missed that, go back and listen, because even native speakers were just getting above a seven and non-native speakers were getting sixes on listening. So what's the deal with reading, Aubrey? I am even more shocked by reading scores, you guys. And it's mostly because 
So many of our students that I talk to, that I see messages from are like, you know, I'm getting nines every time I take a reading exam, but I can't quite get the seven I need on writing or speaking. So I'm used to students getting very high scores on reading, but that is not the case for the average, both for language learners and native English speakers. You guys, these scores are really low. Yeah, because they didn't take three keys IELTS, guys. I mean, the average student. If you prepare averagely, you get average scores. Okay, so um, last year, guys, for all the candidates taking IELTS in every language in every country, the average reading scores for academic IELTS was 6.25. And the average reading score for general students was 6.33. So... Now, the reading test is easier on the general training, so that explains why that's a little bit higher. But I would have thought it would have been even higher, higher, honestly. So again, we're seeing, guys, I mean, these are lower than the listening scores. Like, reading is tough. Yes, it is. I think so many students go in thinking of it as a comprehension exam and just bombing it because they're trying to read and understand every word and you just don't have time to do that. Not that kind of reading test, guys. It is so specific. Like the strategies you need to find the answers quickly, be sure that they're correct and move on and finish in the one hour. You you need strategies for each question type. I mean, it's tough. But again, like it's doable. So many of our three key students get nines on reading. So, guys, we are going to explain the toughest parts of the reading test so you know what to prepare for. But real fast, what about native English speakers? What kind of scores did they get on the reading exam? I think you guys are going to be shocked, right? I was. Yes. For the academic exam, native English speakers, the average was 6.72. I'm disappointed in us. I'm so disappointed (laughs) in all of, I think you really said that there's a certain amount of, you know, maybe pride and hubris and you just go in thinking, I don't need to study for this test. I speak English and they just don't realize There are so many strategies. They're also thinking of it as a comprehension exam. They don't have time to read the whole article. Mm -hmm. They don't know the strategies to find the keywords and the answers. And so they get a low score. And some of these questions, I mean, the toughest questions that we're going to talk about in just a minute, they're they're not self-explanatory. It's not obvious Mm. how to find these answers or what even to look for, you know, like. And general training was really similar, 6.77. So just really low for native English speakers. I think they're not preparing, but also they just don't realize that it's all about strategies and they don't have those strategies. Okay. Well, that's so hard. (laughs) Um, So not every reading question is super hard, right? Like the completion question, sentence completion, table completion. um, Those aren't that hard. Okay. You guys can mostly figure out how to find those answers, you know, with our reading strategies help. Of course, you still need the three keys to find all the answers quickly. Um, but I would imagine the native speakers at least are getting those correct because the, those are the kind of questions, close questions, C-L-O-Z-E. Those are the type of close questions that everybody is used to seeing on reading tests. But what about this first group of questions we're going to talk about? True, false, not given. And yes, no, not given. Um, Aubrey, do, do those do you think those are easy questions? No, right. This is a whole different ball game. First of all, Weird. you made a good point that these other questions they're used to seeing on their high school tests, their college tests, yeah. they're a little more familiar. A pop quiz in a magazine, right? Where totally. <laughs> yes, no, not given, true, false, not given are more unfamiliar. 
Mm-hmm. You have to have strategies. You can get tripped up really easily, both native speakers and language learners. These are just difficult. Ready for a very exciting announcement? We have a new podcast. All Ears English is introducing a business English podcast. So search for All Ears English in your podcast app and look for the Business English Show. It's amazing, super useful for IELTS with lots of vocabulary idioms that are useful both in Business English and on IELTS. So check it out today, the Business English Show. Definitely. So I'm going to share um, just one strategy that I developed as a classroom IELTS teacher. Um, and I have maintained since then because I just love the imagery of it. Um, here's a strategy to try for these type of questions. Okay. So if a statement is true or yes, then it matches exactly and agrees with something in the passage. So if you imagine that two people are talking and one person <clears throat> is saying what the passage is saying, okay? Like um, the, the leaves turn brown and fall. <laughs> and the statement is another person. They're talking to each other. And the, the statement is like, yeah, the, the, the foliage on the trees does uh, turn a brownish hue in the autumn. <laughs> Right. So, saying the same thing in another they're way. They're saying the same thing. They agree. They're paraphrasing each other. Right. Um, but false is something different. How would two people be talking if the answer is false? What do you think about that? Yeah. With the same example, maybe the first person says the leaves turn brown in autumn and the other person says um, trees turn brown in the winter. Right. So you got the brown, you got a couple matching keywords, but like they're saying different things. Exactly. That's the perfect example. Right. So, again, like two people are talking, they're talking about the same thing, but they disagree. So the answer is no or false. The passage is like leaves are brown in the fall. And the statement is like, nah, leaves are brown in the winter. Right. So they're, they're having a conversation, but they disagree. Now, here's the toughest part is distinguishing the difference between false and not given. That's really the trickiest part. So how are they different? Yes. And one strategy that we help with our students is, you know, can you answer yes or no? If you're asking yourself a question about Mm -hmm. the question, or would you answer? I don't know. Like based on the information given, can I say yes or no? Or really is the answer based on the information given? I don't know. There's not enough information here. Yeah, totally. So if we go back to our example, the passage is saying leaves on the trees turn brown in the fall. And the statement is, um, let's see, lack of sunlight causes leaves to change color in some seasons. Mm. (laughs) Now, the passage doesn't say anything about lack of sunlight. We don't know. We don't know if that's yes or no or true or false. We don't know. So like Aubrey said, if there's anything you're like, I don't know, then the answer is not given. So this this process of um, um, just imagining a conversation between the statement and the passage. I love this strategy. See if it works for you guys. But the ultimate goal is to decide, like, do all the keywords match? Do they agree or disagree? Okay, it's yes or no or true or false. 
is there something weird and you can't match it anywhere in the passage? The answer's not given. Yes. And then there are just little things that unless you are taking an IELTS course that you trust, you just might not think about. I know there are native speakers that just rock up to the exam, don't look at the instructions close enough, and they're kind of used to a true false situation. And they write a right? T instead of a Y if it's a yes, yes, no, not given. That's still wrong, right? Still you wrong. Just, there are so many little things about IELTS that you just have to prepare. So you know what to expect. You know what to do to get every answer you can right. AllEarsEnglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Uh, there's also some extra tips for true, false, not given, and yes, no, not given in the course that you won't want to miss, guys. So the second group of questions that causes the most difficulty for natives and non-natives alike, any question that's like, find or match this thing to a paragraph. Um, I haven't seen stuff like that on any other exam except IELTS. <laughs> now, what are the two different question types here? Yeah, so there are matching headings to paragraphs and then finding information in paragraphs. And I think one thing that really um, surprises students sometimes is the strategies kind of different for the question. Like they look so similar on the page, yeah. but they actually work very different. And how you find the answer is very different. Exactly. So, guys, you can see how complicated IELTS makes it. The way that they have crafted these question types they are trapping you. They are tricking you, right? These are not easy question types. So just real fast in general, the difference is matching uh, headings to paragraphs. These headings are main ideas, right? So they're often just paraphrases for keywords in the beginning and end of a paragraph, okay? Of course, we go into more depth into that strategy with examples and practice in the course, but that's the basic necessary information. Now, finding information in paragraphs, total opposite. These are details. And the way you look for the answer, not easy, guys. Finding information in paragraphs, this is the slowest question type. Um, so you really, this is, this is the last tip here, guys. If you have a group of questions, finding information in paragraphs, save it till the end, okay? Because you want to have looked at a lot of that passage to give yourself a better chance of finding the answers. I think that's really good to know that in three keys, you are going to learn how to prioritize which questions to do first, which questions is the information in order and when is it out of order? Because that is all the kind of information you have to know about each question type. You've got to know these strategies, how to get the question in as little amount of time as possible. You have to know how much time to spend on each question. There's just so much to know. And I just I think the confidence that comes with having all that information from Jessica, an ex-examiner who knows what she's talking about, that's priceless to have that confidence going into test day. No, you're only going to have to take it once. You only have to pay to take the exam once. It's worth it, guys. Get into Three Keys IELTS, allersenglish.com slash keys. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I'm just I'm still just floored that even native speakers didn't get above seven. I know. On reading like I'm I was really shocked, shocked by but... these statistics. You're like, what I know. Said? I was like, wait, is this accurate? I might need to double. This is crazy. It's I did. Crazy. Like I double, triple checked <laughs> yeah. all of like the, the math and the numbers like I. Yeah, this is all real, guys. You can check it out on IELTS.org. It's available to everyone. I think um, there are a lot of students that are like paying to take the test multiple times getting so low times. scores and pulling these averages down. So I know. But nevertheless, <laughs> totally. people are getting really low scores and paying yeah. to take it over and over. It's so sad.
It's so sad. So guys, go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. And remember to subscribe to this podcast, IELTS Energy, wherever you're listening, uh, because we bring you two free IELTS lessons every single week. And again, I was a former IELTS examiner. I am a former IELTS examiner. <laughs> and Aubrey knows everything I know at this point. So guys, never miss a lesson. Hit subscribe right now. And uh, search for All Ears English and look for that new Business English podcast and follow that wherever you listen also. Okay, awesome. Aubrey, thanks for chatting. Yep, see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.